These were the ones I was just using. Happy Sunday. Sabbath Sunday. Sabbath Sunday. Sabbath, Sabbath Sunday. Sunday. Um, this is everything but comedy. And Jesse and I right now are in the living room of our dear friends, Tim and Tara. And so we are not recording on our fancy microphones at home. We're in our living room, the friend's living room, on the phone, recording. And it's actually feeling really magical, because I'm sitting on this really plush, amazing new sofa, and it's snowing outside, and our children are all downstairs watching Beverly Hills Chihuahua. (laughs) 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 Because they were trying to figure out what to watch, and I was like, I got it, guys. Beverly Hills Chihuahua. Because it's the most ridiculous movie but the kids love it. And it's not scary. It's not scary. It's not scary. Right. Because how old are your kids? Oh, who's going to give up on it, though? Six, four, and three quarter. I thought. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, they're coming up asking for popcorn. Oh. Yes. So, Jesse, say something. I don't have much to say. I mean, what am I going to say? You could at least say hello. Hello. (laughs) Don't be weird. Do you see why Brenda likes it? (laughs) Don't be weird. Because it's just just us being weird. Wait, so your kids are six and four. Oh, four and three quarters, you said. Yeah. She said. She's almost five. (laughs) And then Ella is... Two, a little over two. Mm-hmm. And our kids and are all... really like How to Train Your Dragon. Yeah, Tara was telling us that. Which it reminds me, I heard you describing what it is, and it reminds me that it's very much like the Abominable Yeti song. Right, oh. or even, have you seen the Yeti movie? The no. Littlefoot that came out? Is it the same thing? Like it's a somewhat it a similar monster? premise, yeah, that... that they're making monsters out of each other. Like, the humans are making monsters out of the yetis. Yeah. The yetis have made monsters out of the humans. Which is like this book that, that Julie, our babysitter last night, was reading to the kids in French that she got when she was in Quebec or Montreal. Oh my gosh, French bedtime story. Yeah. She also sing in all these different languages. Oh, of course. In opera, you have to. Yeah. yeah. That's amazing. Anyway, it was Montreal. Yeah. She was in Montreal, and it was it's like a monster book where... The monster comes up and is trying to scare a kid, mm-hmm. a little girl. And the monster's like, ah, aren't you scared? And she's like, no. And he's like, but aren't you scared a little? She's like, no, not a bit. <laughs> and they go back and forth like that. And then he gets super distraught because he's not fulfilling his purpose. Yeah. And then it's like she discovers that he just really needs a hug. And like he it ends with him. <sighs> so there's all this interesting children's media about. Yeah. Sort of de othering. Loving the monsters. The other. Yeah. Right? Huh. Or humanizing the other. Right? Right. Do you think that you had those stories as a kid, though, too? I don't remember. Because I can't remember no, whether I. I, don't, I, I mean, don't remember stories like that. I certainly know, like, I grew up with Mr. Rogers, and that's what he did. Yeah, that's true. You know? But I don't know. I see, like, as Maple goes into elementary school, I see this slow slip slide of like, we're, we're get feeding her a lot, but she's kind of got these other like... She's got complete other streams. Right, because totally. cause her mind is making these connections. Like, 
okay, hot, don't touch, you know, and, or she sees like a kid with brown hair and he's always like behaving wildly. He's like, okay, brown haired kids behave wildly. You know what I mean? Like, wow. She like makes, she's making, she's starting to make her own. I don't feel like that's accurate. Well, not the brown haired kid thing. They're not always wild. Right. But she's making her own, like... Not that... She's not making that broad of assumptions. Not that she's, like, clearly vocalizing. But I feel like we have to, like, kind of keep up the chorus of, like, de-othering, as you said. Because... Well, black and white is, like, kind of like the beginning stage of definition, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, gray area and kind of the dualistic thinking is really complex. Mm-hmm. So they have to this goes in this category, this right, goes in this box and try to figure it all out and triangulate it. Yeah. So I have to like compartmentalize. Yeah. Or it's just bleh, it's just like a bunch right. of stuff. And then as a parent who like, you know, I'm more in the comfortable in the gray, mm. like I feel that tension like, do I let them be black and white? thinkers is that healthy for them or it's age appropriate right right so the thing that's really interesting about you about to say something no i was just gonna say jesse has jesse i don't even know how to describe this but i feel like sometimes you just forget that you need to like let them do their thing and be kids without like like throwing down like some theology for them not always turning it into like not always but there's a lot of turning it into like deeper thinking where it's like sometimes they just need to like be kids and process it in whatever ridiculous way that they need to do it yeah (laughs) they'll start talking and they'll be like dad don't start or like because they know he's gonna like go on some tangent. I mean, I think they're gonna get some amazing takeaways from this. Beverly it's Hills Chihuahua. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like looking for deeper meaning yeah. and like past the stereotypical kid oh, yeah. thinking. Chihuahuas, so, all Mexican accents. Yeah. So I turn on Beverly Hills Chihuahua for them, and Jesse like teaches them the meaningful things in life. <laughs> I mean, you gotta have to do with poodle's hair and stuff. Right. It's all very chihuahuas very, nails. Yes. Yes. <laughs> what were you gonna say, Tim? Well, it's interesting, the, um, so developmentally, I don't know much about children's psychology or developmental psychology, but I was, I assigned this piece in my writing class. Can you students. talk briefly about what you, what do you do? Well, I teach academic writing in college, so like first year students, right? Okay. Like first year students that are just getting to college, they all have to take a required writing class because everybody thinks that's, that's, that kids can't write. And so colleges make you take this required. So you're teaching class. this class to kids that, or this class that they just have to take. So they're just. Yeah, so none of them think they want to be in my class. Okay. Most of them so are like. So it's not kids who like want to be writers. No, most okay. of them, most of them don't think they want to be writers. Okay. And most of them are expecting either that it's going to be too hard for them and they're going to hate it. Or they're expecting that it's going to be just like high school and it's going to suck as much as high school and. Okay. Forget it. Got it. So my whole job is to like convince them that it doesn't suck, mm. which is sometimes exhilarating. And sometimes I'm just, I just want to look at them and be like, you know what guys, it does suck. It sucks for me. It sucks for you. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, it's like, can we just call bullshit on the whole thing? Right. Um, so this project you gave them recently. Well, I, we teach one class that's called, I, 
So th there's two seat. There's two required classes. The first is they like practice a bunch of different ways to write. Is that you think it's a little loud? I think that's <laughs> <laughs> um, the first one. Yeah. So they. T I basically ask them to write in interesting genres. So like I'll ask them to write a listicle. Right, because like a listicle. Yeah, so on the internet, you know, you you'll see like internet genres, like top ten things about this, oh, right? Yeah. Okay. But what can you can you like so can you write like top ten things you need to know to be a feminist in twenty seventeen, right? Can you write that listicle? Can you be accurate? Okay. Like that was a class. Mm. That was a class I was teaching in twenty seventeen. So okay. that was like, so they had to like practice. They had to f teach themselves what it means to write that genre. Yeah. Like, what do those look like? What do they sound like? How do you, do you use a lot of humor? Do you not? Do you, are you really informative? But then, like, the content of the class, whatever. Mm -hmm. So, long story, way, way too long. I always do this, I'm sorry. It's about the sense that white parents, for the longest time, our, our generation of, like, like, our parents, basically, yeah. writ large in the United States, thought that they didn't know how to work with that developmental reality that kids are grouping things into groups, right? And so a kid will say, oh, mom, look at, so a, a little white kid will be like, whoa, so why does that guy have, why does that guy have like coal black skin? Like they'll say mm. like that. And, and white parents will be like, shh, <laughs> shh, right, <laughs> and, and what it makes it basically, so they, the white parents for, gener for years were not giving white kids the tools to talk about mm. race. But what's worse is that by not talking about it, you're ignoring that they're developmentally like, but they're different. Mm. And so if you don't talk about difference, kids yeah. just assume that the worst. So there was this large scale study interviewing kids in like a really progressive place like Austin, Texas, interviewing white kids and asking questions like, do your parents like black people? And the kids were like, no, oh my. I don't think so. Because we live in such se we live in we live in such segregated times, right? I mean, it's never been and it never did integration never really happened, right? Right? Yeah, yeah. And so you think about like Martin Luther King saying that um, the most segregated hour of the week in the United States is Sunday, Sunday morning, mm. yeah, Sunday morning mm -hmm. right? And so if if our churches aren't integrated, our lives aren't integrated, right? right. And so where are kids ever really hanging out? For what, where are white kids ever hanging out interracially? Like kids of color are hanging out interracially, at like oftentimes, but you get to a place where I teach in the suburbs of Philly and all the kids from the city are like, this is the whitest fucking place I've ever been. Yeah. And all the white kids are like, oh my God, it's so diverse here. <laughs> oh my God. I love this school. <laughs> like talk about a really, like that's a culture shock for both of them. Do you yeah. have a lot of students from Philadelphia? Yeah, we have a fair amount and okay. trying to grow it more. But honestly, a, a lot of kids from the city are just like, I mean, we get a lot of white kids from the city. We get a lot of uh, kids of color from the city. But mm. the kids of color from the city are often, oftentimes like, uh, I'm going to go hang out with my friends back in Philly. Mm. Like, because it's Westchester's pretty, I guess I just outed why I teach. But yeah, it's pretty white bread place. Yeah, right. Um, don't you think that child psychology has come super far from when we grew up? Like the things that are like acknowledged and talked about with children now is like, yes, so far from. 
I've got but, a few bones with it, though. Well, like, I think it's almost a little bit overkill. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like... Okay, go ahead. It's a bit overkill. Right. right. Like, part of me, yeah, thinks that the, your kid needs to go out and work on the farm a little bit. You know? Sure, if like, you live on a farm. Par- I'm always trying to hesitate to, like, not make my life about my children, but make my children a part of my life like I'm always trying to figure out what that balance is because Mm -hmm. now it's the trend to like run yourself ragged about your kid right whereas at a certain point you had children and I to make your life easier what I'm told is yeah (laughs) they made your life easier yeah I don't know more hands around the around the farm right Right. is what you're saying yeah yeah, they they were more hands, but at the same time, like it wasn't like you had to like spend all your time worrying about what this kid was going to become. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You didn't you didn't like worry about the psychology of your kid. You just modeled behavior to them. Mm. Right. Um and very much I still think that like so you model behavior to your child. So it's come and a long can, way, but you can think whatever you want about child psychology and I think it's relevant for like a school setting okay it can be really helpful in that as parents I I think you still just need to model being the adult that you want your child to become because you can tell them all sorts of stuff but they pick up what you do yeah right so we've been having this trouble with our eldest that our eldest is not wanting to listen Especially not to me, it seems lately. Oh, more so you than Tara. Well, I don't know if that's the case. No, but I'll ask our eldest to do some things. And, and, I, and it's recently, they're at a developmental stage where it's like, re, like recently it's kind of become a sort of defiant, like, no. Mm-hmm. No. Uh-uh. uh-huh. And is and that like infuriating to you? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Burns me right up. Because yeah. I feel like you're pretty like, calm and collected with your kids like all the time (laughs) I mean but that's just like when we're around yeah but you're very like patient and like I don't I mean I'm not that way yeah well I think that the defiant no like that I prefer like that I'm not gonna help because I'm doing my thing Mm -hmm. that really burns so that's has that like struck a new chord with you like yeah was not there before and and it was like in the past, it would be like, well, let's talk about that and let's hear about why and let's like come to a conversational, let's have a little conversation and get to a place where I get, I understand what you feel like you need in this moment and, but also that the family gets what they need, right? Because this isn't just, you're not on a spaceship, pal. Like yeah. this is, this is everybody, everybody's depending on each other, right? And there was been a moment lately where it was like, I couldn't even get this kid to stop for the conversation. Mm. It's like, no, and I'm walking away. And it's like, mm. thinking about corporal punishment, thinking about, <laughs> uh-huh. thinking about like, maybe that was better. Like maybe, but that's all fear-based obedience. You know, it's like all about, it's all about, I want you to, I want respect, but I don't want respect because you fear me. Well, but on the other hand, I 
I think, I mean, for me personally, like, I like a little bit, like, I think my kids do fear me a little bit, but not because I, like, hit them, because they don't. We don't spank our kids. There's no, like, violence in our home. But I think my kids do have, like, I don't know if it's fear or not. I don't know. I'm just, like, a hard ass, and, like, I think they know that they can't. Yeah. I was going to say, I think they know they can't walk all over me. They still try and walk all over me. They still try. But yeah. they know that but they're I'm, not surprised when they can't. Right? Yeah, I don't know. So yeah. I don't. I don't. I. I don't know. I think. I don't know. If fear is the right word. Then. We don't. But. Like this kid is not walking all over us. It's just in these moments where, it's kind of a disrespectful, unhelpfulness, and I'm gonna do my thing, and I don't care what you want me to do right now. Yeah, that's that's a tough, a tough and, phase. Um, and so, oh, so it's a phase. Oh, well, I mean, no, uh, I should say, like, you've entered in we assume. to a... <laughs> We're not on the other end of it. But... Right. So, so, here's, so here's what I said to this kid. I, was I like, love that you keep referring to him as this kid. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm not going to... Uh, you can keep him anonymous. <laughs> um, that's funny. We already geotagged this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I basically, I, I, I took, I actually was so mad, the kid would not eat dinner, <laughs> and then, and, and like, was like hating on the meal without even trying it, and Tara, oh. that was burning you up, because you had like made something, and I was mm-hmm. upset about it. So that really pisses me off, the like, oh, ungratefulness yeah. about meals, or like, not finishing it. a meal, like, because I'm like, I just cooked a good meal, like, you don't know how good you have it, like. Right. Eat this fucking food. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like... How many times can I tell you about how privileged you are to have three meals? Right. Let alone good ones. Yeah. Anyways, okay. Right, Continue. exactly. Yeah. So I actually, before I throttled the kid, I had to... <laughs> I, said, I said, I need to take a break. I said, I, Dad needs a break. I'm getting very frustrated with you. I need to, I need to walk away. And go, I, I think I might even said, go talk to God or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> and so I went over. Uh, on Get a our, drink of water. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I went over on our wall and we have, we have the um, how to talk so your kids will listen stuff hung up. And so I was like, and it's hidden behind a shoe rack now. So I'm like, move the shoe rack. <laughs> and I'm like peering back. I'm like, and I'm like looking through the stuff I had photocopied and I'm like, defiance. defiance Wait, so you have defiance. this like on, like on the wall? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of right in the back of a door. Yeah. Okay. Which copied the stuff and cut it out. Yeah, I made some copies. For easy reference, okay. Yeah, for just like, because it's like a long book, but there's like, each chapter, she boils down to a page of like a little graphic thing, and I just copied those pages and put them up on the wall. It was like, okay, they're fighting each other. All right. And there's like a chart. Are they hurting each other? No, they're not. But this one, there was like, there was like no chart, but I remembered I had also photocopied some of that, um mindfulness for kids book. Mm. and it was like the first thing in the mindfulness was like your first job is to try and just be pr- be fully present to what is without trying to change it without trying to manage it just to love what is there and just seek to let that be and to love that I don't really understand how that's like even possible at times it's well. That's the that's the that's the rub. But of or like that, you're work, supposed right? to love all things. 
Oh, yeah, because Jesus would definitely be like, yeah, get that shit out of here. You're in. You're out. I mean, not that, You're not out. to like not love all things, but like love all behaviors or something. Right. But like that you, thing is like telling you to like love the situation, even if it's like. Well, how do you transform a situation by fighting it? Mm. Or by loving it into transformation? I don't know how to do that. That's like, that, <laughs> like that concept is like. Well, so here's so here's what happened to me. So I was fighting with this kid for like probably like a half hour before dinner, and then at the table, I'm like grabbing his arm, like it's it's a thing, yeah. Right? And uh, and then I like was like, huh. So I took some deep breaths, and I was just like, and I went up, and I was just like. I was like, Finn, do you feel listened to by me? Like, do you feel like I listen to you very, like, well? And he was like, not always, not really. I was like, and then it came to me that he learns these rules in elementary school, the mm. Cubs rules for listening. And Cubs I was like, rules, yeah. I was like, do you feel, how have you learned to listen at school? What do you need to do? And he was like, well, you have to have your eyes on the person. And I was like, okay, and what else? And he's like, well, you have to have your brain on them. You have to be thinking about what they're doing. And you have to have your hands empty because you should not be doing anything. Mm. And I was like, and I was like, you know, when I'm cooking dinner or something, my hands are still going. Even when I'm trying to learn. So I was like. (laughs) The popcorn. Hey, Finn. Finn, do you feel like I'm getting better at whole body listening? <laughs> no, you didn't even yeah. know what I said. No, we you heard it. We just haven't heard it yet. Yeah. It took you forever. <laughs> it's been like 30 minutes since you ate food. Yeah, and a muffin and then a cupcake. <laughs> so it, it transformed the thing completely. Hmm. To hear, he was able to tell me what Cubs listening is, what whole body listening is. And we made an agreement that I was like, look, lately I'm not feeling very listened to by you. Hmm. And would you do that? Would you do this type of behavior to your teachers? Well, why are you doing it to me? Mm-hmm. So here's the deal. I realize that I'm not doing a good job of whole body listening to you. And so I'm going to pledge to you that I'm going to try to whole body listen to you. That's and I need nice you to whole body <laughs> listen to me because this isn't working. It's a two-way street, right? And Tara, it. how's your whole body listening? I mean, and just and just like hearing you and listening to that, I I just wonder if parents needing to get into this level of psychology. And I'm not. I mean, I think what you did is awesome, and I think that it's what we need to do. I just wonder is like humans and parents and kids. Is this a progression or a digression? Are, are we like moving along, like evolving to like have this better understanding of psychology or? Are we just inside too much and like on top of each other and right, we're yeah. like inside all the time so we have to go through this whole psychological analysis because yeah. they're always interacting mm-hmm. yeah. you're never just like outside and yeah. people like living inside and being inside this much is like a blip on like the spectrum of humans right. yeah. so when we say like people yeah. didn't used to do this like well yeah I mean people living primarily indoors it is a new thing. Hmm. Yeah. Right? So, so this and is so, like, I just yeah. think a lot of the psychology and a lot of the interaction, once you go outside, right. does this stuff happen with you and your kids when you're outside? I don't feel like it does. No, everyone's just, like, outside. doing yeah. their thing, living Yeah, as soon as you go outside, they're just 
different right. stuff. And so I kind of think most kids are, to go back to what you said originally, most kids are just kind of supposed to be like outside more or something. Didn't you say something about? I might have. And like I feel like, like they, more you said they should be out getting work. Yeah, like they, should, they should be on the farm. They should farm. just go do yeah, something. Yeah, like in the yeah, farm. Yeah, just go right. do something. They need something. They need something to do. We're like inside these walls. It's all defined physical objects. There's not as much. I mean, you can be creative with that bin of blocks or whatever. But so, this is new. Is it's like a new need to get all wound around psychology because we're like in this same enclosed mm. little spaces all the time. I'm kind of guessing. I have really uh, no idea. I, I mean, know nothing about psychology. That's a good question. But Move I often think our kids are yeah. outdoor, outdoor dogs. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, they're yeah. going to be outside more. Do I you feel too. like, because yeah. I, I know in our right. house we recently, I mean, like, I know that March is my most difficult month of the year. Mm-hmm. Like, I realized that about myself a couple of years ago. And I think real recently we realized, like, oh, like, the kids are experiencing, like, an end-of-winter thing right now. Like, mm-hmm. they are ready for spring and to be outside, like, thriving. Um, there was a couple times recently where Ruby was like, yeah, it's just, like, it's just, like, really dark out and, like, it's going to be nice when it's, like, spring and we can, like, go outside again. Or, like, just made comments. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, you're starting to experience this thing that, like, we experienced. Well, they started commenting when we had a, like, warm snap for a day or two. Yeah, they were outside playing so happily for, like, hours one day. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, at some point they, like, become real people and, like, experience the same things as us, basically. And probably, like, of nature, right? So, like... Yeah. Everything kind of closes down and gets quiet. And then before, like, life... I mean, I don't really know. I'm just kind of guessing in metaphor. But before, like, life grows again, there's, like, an energy that has to happen. And that's, like... Mm-hmm. You see it the most mm-hmm. in kids. Like, everything seems the most extreme in kids. Because right. they're so vocal and it's, like, obvious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's all But they're, like, the following surface. the same kind of pattern. Like, ready to, like, explode. Yeah. And you, you know... Yeah, it's um, all close to the surface with them. Mm-hmm. It's not on the surface, but it's all close to the surface. Mm-hmm. And you kind of have to just, like, ask the right questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, like, do you feel your like I'm listening that was to you? Amazing. Yeah. Like, oh, what I'm asking you to do, I don't do. Right, because Jesse was saying, you just need to set an example of the type of adult you should be. And I can tell Finn to listen to me till I'm blue in the face. But unless I practice listening mm-hmm. with the wholeness that I'm expecting of him, I'm a hypocrite. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or I enforce it through fear. Because I can mm-hmm. yell at him, and I'll yell at him in a whole hop too, but yeah. it's, it's not. It's, it's coercion. It's not. Right. It's not wholehearted. It's not, a, it's not like a relationship. It's a, it's, a, it's a... I mean, I am his master. Like the, like it's, but it doesn't feel... I'm not asking for an equal relationship, but I'm asking for loving reciprocity. And mm-hmm. when you're yelling it into somebody, it doesn't right. feel like that. It doesn't right. feel like there's no yeah. conduit there. There's just And I'm definitely not good at the like if I'm cooking dinner or something, like I need to just like cook dinner. Mm-hmm. Like I don't I don't have time in this very moment to like sit here and look at you and be like 
Okay, tell me how you're feeling. Well, but a lot of that it comes no, down but to it's... settling their arguments too. Well, which right. is a it's whole thing where like that's right another now. angle of parenting where you have to decide: Am mm-hmm. I the referee? Because and we're experiencing. Because I I could be the referee all day every day. Right. And it'll mm-hmm. still be a losing battle. And they right. they need to learn some way of self management and relationship building between the two of them, so that. I don't have to constantly referee them. Because what we're experiencing right. right now is a little different than like, you know... Can I say his name? Yeah. Well, he already did. <laughs> he outed already, him yeah. like a couple minutes So, ago. like, Finn... Well, he you just know, came, Finn came in to complain about right. the yeah. <laughs> So, Finn more Get recently it, being, yeah. you know, defiant towards you. and But, like, in our house, it's like a lot of, a lot of fighting and bickering all the time. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, I know... That's just every house, isn't it? I don't know. But, like, I'm not going to, like, stop what I'm doing every five seconds to, like, break up your fights, which is what I want to do. Like, Mm -hmm. it's so hard for me to ignore and, like, just let them do their thing. Jesse's really good at ignoring. Yeah, I mean, well, I try to fight my urge to solve things. And recently I've been trying really hard to do this because I realized in myself that I have just a huge desire to fix everything. And... Nine... Yeah, mm-hmm. and I'm just trying to, like, not solve, not fix, because, you know, because they're not fixes, necessarily. They just make me feel like I've fixed something, and then I feel better about myself. So I'm trying to not always feel like I need to solve things. Mm-hmm. Um, and it works into parenting in complicated ways. It's... My question is about that approach. When does it, because the stuff we have in the back of the door there, that's not from, um, it's from the other book, Siblings Without Rivalry. Oh. oh. It's from how to listen so your kids will um, talk, and also Siblings Without Rivalry. Yeah, so some of the things in Siblings Without Rivalry, a lot of it talks about when your kids are rivaling. So my question <laughs> is, when do you actually get to the point where you've done enough of these practices that then... You can see the dynamic switch when you walk into the room. I, at least I noticed that. Sometimes it, when there wasn't rivalry, there becomes it. Mm. Or it just changes and now you fix it. Or you somehow get, uh, become this energy that gets involved. Yeah. And so I've wondered in that book, like, so how long does it take? Is it like a six-month process of ignoring them? Or is it like mm. five right. years? Because a lot of that is, are your kids hurting each other? No. Walk away. Right. Mm. That's interesting. That's and I'm, of, and but I'm, that's also just one approach. There's so right. many different ways but to... That one's resonated for both of us in different ways. To just so. walk away. If it's hard to listen hurt. to one kid clearly do something kind of, maybe not aggressive, but rude to another one. Right. Yeah. And just walk away. Right. Without yeah. correction. That's unclear to me. Well, that's where you bring in our buddy G's conscious parenting, where you do that correction, but you don't do it in front of everybody else. Yeah, where oh, you, you call them aside Definitely. and you have the chat before and you and you and you have that empathetic mm. golden rule conversation mm-hmm. like yeah. hey I saw that going on mm-hmm. I didn't want to make it about a big thing then but how do you think you would have felt if somebody had done that to you would you have liked that it, yeah. yeah and then mm. when we do that we get we get well you never talk to them about you never you never do this to them you never punish them you never talk to them about this and I say how do you know Right. How do you know? Yeah. Would you 
do you think they know that we're having this conversation right now? They don't know that we're talking it's about this. It's everything is a comparison. So I'm not going to let you know that because I handle it. For them. I'll take care of it with them because that's my job to take care of that with them. I'm taking care of this with you. Right yeah, now. right now it's your job. And your job is to swallow this medicine. You're going to change. <laughs> I'm also trying to just be better at like, this is just the way that it is. And like, kids fight. Mm-hmm. So I'm, and that's the love I'm, of is, I'm trying to oh, just yeah. be more accepting. So oh yeah, we fight. Lori was recently telling me like how she was riding in the trunk with her dad. Lori's dad, Vern, is like, I feel like this is like the second time we talked about Vern on this podcast, but like, he's amazing. So she was telling me about how her and Vern were just like riding in his truck one day. And he was talking about how there was just like years that went by that were miserable. Like that parenting was like miserable and things just sucked and like Mm. kids are just awful and like, but here they are and she's an Mm. adult and just like has an amazing relationship with her dad. And I was like, okay, so like it is just hard and things just do suck sometimes. And just trying to be not that like, I don't want to like strive to be better or like help my kids strive to be better yeah. but like that things just like are hard and do suck yeah. and yeah. like you just have to like kind of accept it and like move along I like that wisdom of the elder because I feel like that's missing is the wisdom of the, the, wisdom elder. Of the elder because right. that like last week I had a conversation with somebody as well who's um, I don't know he's 60 or I guess he's in his 60s and he was They're gonna come we were talking and he again. We said something about reading a book, and he was like, you guys are able to read a book with young kids? And he was like, oh, man, years went by I couldn't read a book. Not a single book. Okay, so we had to take a, a brief um, break to make the children popcorn, and then... When I discovered that my ultimatum parenting is not working very well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so... We don't actually have to just talk about it. We can actually win this. Yeah, we, we, need, we yeah. needed to make popcorn, and then the popcorn exploded, so we had to clean up the popcorn, and then Jesse and Tim were playing the piano, and it's like, that was 30 minutes ago, I feel like. But now we're back. Um, and I want to shift gears a little bit and talk about um, money. Money. <laughs> Hard cut. Money. Money. When you edit this, could you do a little... I don't edit it. But that would be amazing. Yeah. I put I don't in a sound do... effect one time. I don't... Did you like... Did you like... No. She hated it. No, I hated it. What was the sound It was like a little... Like this weird like noise like in between cuts. What about Because like, there was a cut. When there's two cuts, you gotta can make you a do, little... Can you do some like... Yeah, I mean, you could. I guess I'm just like not. Especially because it's not about comedy, but you do all these like comedic tropes. I know. It's actually drums. really funny, and I am a comedian. <laughs> 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 no, no, not at all. Um, no, but we were talking about family finances, and we love, we love talking about money. Like, we'll talk about money all day long. And not that many people will talk about money. Not many people will. And, you know, I, I heard somebody say... <laughs> I heard so, somebody once say, "Oh, sorry." I heard somebody say that if you like, if you're not willing to talk about money, then you're probably being controlled by it. Mm. And I felt Whoa. like, yeah, you know what? People that I've 
That person was trying to coerce someone to open up their wallet. Yeah. Mm. Well, work for me. I gave them all kinds of money. You're right. <laughs> I'm not controlled by my money. How much of my money do you want? Yeah. <laughs> I'll show you. So do you feel like that's generally like people with a lot of money in that category? No. Oh. Not at all. No, I don't think controlled by money means you have a lot of it. This I think you're controlled by your fear of not having it, hmm. your, your stories of scarcity. I think okay. all of that play into the way that people like develop this, like hmm. even just family budgets develop out of some of those ideas too. Hmm. Or my own budget, my own family budget develop out of those ideas too. Who um, does the finances in your family? Okay. I also do the finances in my family. Um, mostly because Jesse is, he gets super overwhelmed and stressed out by it. Like, he doesn't even want, like, at the grocery store, he doesn't even want the receipt. Like, he just, like, doesn't want to know how I much money. I go to money. the car and unlock the car and get ready. <laughs> he doesn't want to know get how much money is what? being spent. For the gro- to load the groceries into the car. Yeah. I'm okay with having them. Does that take a lot of prep for <laughs> <laughs> I do a lot of yawning. It's a lot of hair. Does your avoidance cause you a lot of extra work? Yeah. So you have like 12 or 15 pounds. That's why I don't carry a clicker so that I got I got to unlock every door here. No, but he does. He gets too stressed out by it. So I just do it and that way he doesn't have to think about it and get stressed out by it. And I get, like, mildly stressed out about it, but it's not, like, crippling for me like it is for Jesse. And Tara's over here, like, chuckling, so what is the dynamic that you guys have? I would love to just set a bomb to money and, like, walk away like those diehard movies. Like, mm-hmm. just, like, it's on flame, mm-hmm. flames behind me, and I just walk away confident. Back into your house that has heating and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh-huh. Okay, so is he, like... supposed to happen, like, down there, and then you, like, come back. So is stuff. he, like, always like, talking about... Is he always talking about how he wants to, like, go off the grid and, like, um... Oh, yeah, that's... really good at not spending money. So, like, the disinterest goes to all realms, I would say. Okay. Are you talking about me? I mean, I was was trying to compare Tim to you for a second, but I don't know if you guys share that in common where... I don't talk about going off the grid. Well, you're always talking about giving... Yes, you two are similar in this realm. I don't... Because, right, I'm like, well, really, but we do need to heat exist. our house. Like, you know, like, there are just, like, things in life that, like, have to happen. Like, we do live in 2000. When the wood pile runs dry, let me know. We live in 2020, <laughs> like, in America. And it's just, like, the reality. Like, we, we live in a modern society. Like, there is a certain. Like, we can't collect plastic bags from the grocery store for our kids to wear boots or something. <laughs> like, you have to I mean, buy people things. You can eat your house with wood. Those are ideas that both Tim and I perked up on. We were like, what? Wait a sec. You got ideas? Like 50 bucks. Why weren't you sharing these ideas with oh the world? Gosh. No, wait, so like, New podcast. <laughs> I feel like we are all aware of money and we try and live, like, frugal, responsible lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't know that frugal <laughs> is the word for it, but I, I feel like thoughtfully... Thoughtful. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm, I'm more interested in... I'm not interested in not spending necessarily as like making sure that it counts. Right. And I really mm-hmm. feel like in a democracy where you 
to me, I feel like you don't really have much of a voice. Yeah. I feel like the dollars have mm-hmm. a voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's the way, that's why you're always framing it like another shower. That's just giving the gas company. <laughs> That's just putting money in the gas company. Right, so Jesse, Jesse earlier made a comment about how, like, because he takes a shower every day now, he's really, like, feeding the gas companies, like, mm-hmm. which I'm like, you They're fracking take... our earth, and I gotta heat that water so every time go. I take a shower. I right, mean... and what you could do is use your wood stove and just put a pot on top of the wood stove, and then just no, thank you. Fill the bathtub. pour that over your head. At the risk of... Well, no, what you could do is, yeah, I guess you could dip, like, a washcloth in and you could get, like, a, a dry bath. See, and these are just the things in life that, like, I'm not, I'm not willing to even, um, I don't even want to have, be having this conversation right now. <laughs> like, about... Are you going to edit this out next of the time? No, I'm going to leave it in. I just mean that, like, I think that life is about balance. And we live in a modern society and we have to just have a balance. But you, Jesse's right. The gas companies are fracking the earth. Yeah, they are. But like, I they like are. warm showers, okay? And I take a shower every single day. And end of story. So the only thing I can do is switch to an elect- electric water heater and switch to an electric provider that uses all green power. renewable And you know what? Power. We don't make the income to pay for all of that. I know. So. We've been running the numbers. Unfortunately, you have to be like rich to be like green or, or really simple with your sponge bath next to yeah, your I'm not wood doing that. stove yeah. yeah you so, guys have the wood stove to do it though i'm just saying yeah like, we, you have a you're closer than we are like we i we can't sponge so we already there. we already do heat our house with wood like we don't really pay to heat our house so like i can accept the fact that like we pay to heat our water for showers can you accept that jesse i accept that okay yes. okay great I accept that. so terry you recently quit your job Mm-hmm. I mean, kind of. Yeah, I would say quit. You can yeah. you you mostly quit. You can mm-hmm. still do like some freelance stuff, I think. Right. But you mostly quit. Yeah. You were working like it was part time technically. Mm-hmm. Like how many hours a week? Um, like yeah, like twenty four. Yeah. Yeah. Also, like managing a house, taking care of your three small children, mm-hmm. and it was like chaotic a little bit. Right. Mm-hmm. So you quit your job because you're like, I want my life back. Well, I think like back like right before Christmas, we were thinking, is this what we imagined our life would be like? Mm-hmm. You're kind of like working to pay certain things and it felt like there's like this one pot of money that actually just circles on itself to feed its own self and actually mm-hmm. doesn't provide you any additional benefit. No value, yeah. And, and that money is like for babysitting, for like quick convenience stuff, for quicker foods and it's like... Well, how much of that pot like is Vera's actually Indi- how much I make? Like Vera's Indian food yeah. from Trader Joe's that she likes. Yeah. Every time we go to Trader don't Joe's, Tika! Don't mention that. Oh, she knows they have it at Kimberton Whole Foods, and I get it. Oh, no! Oh, man. Yeah. When you, we, when we you were talking about convenient so foods, I had to think of that because mm. she loves it. Oh, I used to be, like, filling our refrigerator. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, we used to get, like, five at a time or something. It's like me and peanut butter. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's like those are they're cheap. They're like three nine they're three well, the meat one is three ninety nine and you could get the, the vegetarian ones were two ninety nine. Those mm. were I could almost talk myself into those. <laughs> but we're trying to we're trying to do like a buck a meal. Yeah. Or less it's like divided down to We're trying to do less than a buck a meal. Per so, person. Yeah, and like mm. you could you could polish off one of those Indian foods yourselves. Yes. 
and that's two ninety. So that's like a two ninety nine lunch, and that's Wait, cheaper so than like buying like out. Five dollar each of the meals that you make is going to be five dollars. Well, when we were making our budget, on paper. <laughs> yeah. It's possible. It is. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's totally it's possible. possible. Totally possible. Like fifteen dollars a day to feed a family of five. If we're yeah, about three which meals is four hundred and fifty dollars a month. So if you actually and your kids didn't need to bring two snacks and eat snacks all day on Saturday and all day on Sunday, right. if you avoided uh, all of that, right? Well, no, what three you do, meals a day, a dollar a piece is four hundred and fifty dollars a especially month. Especially because you're getting crazy. free protein. There you have it. With your chicken eggs. We do. It's not free. We have to buy them chicken food. We buy them so food. It's actually, it's actually a, expensive. <laughs> it doesn't work out very well. Oh, it in doesn't? That, that no, it's, of... it's like same, same. For like if you're going to be for if good... we brought you our scraps? Like how you... many scraps would you need? You'd need a lot of scraps. Really? Yeah. Yeah, we'd still have to buy them grain. You know, it's not, it's, it's the same as buying like good quality eggs, I would say. Right. Like yeah. we just bought three bags of chicken food and it cost like it was fifty bucks. Fifty bucks, but that'll last like two months probably. I have no idea. I forget how I long it lasts. So <laughs> it'll last a little bit, and then we get we've been getting more and more eggs. Mm-hmm. We we're getting like seven eggs a day now. That surprises that me that you don't pay attention to that at all. Because he doesn't think... feed the chickens. I do. Oh, I got you. Yeah. So, that's so he's not, not paying attention to. That you pay attention to. No, Mm-mm. not really. No, Except, I've got room for like five things in my head. And, and the chickens are not one of them. They're no, not. I, I they're take not care one. of the chickens. Yeah. I spotted the dead one yesterday, though. I did send him out to <laughs> give them water and collect eggs, and one of our girls was dying. Aww. And it yeah. was really sad. What are they doing down there? Talking. Is the movie over? They're so <laughs> cute. I don't know. But so, okay, so let's. Let, we're getting sidetracked. So. Y- that required you guys to cut back on some things financially. Yeah, for sure. You just had to rethink everything. Oh, let I'm me ask you this. I'm still not sure. <laughs> are, you, are you the kind of people who keep a budget? Oh, Excel spreadsheet documented. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I love so, Excel. So you keep a track of, like, we're, we've been sp- we, on average, spend this much a month on this. Like, if I ask you to run the numbers, like, how much are you guys spending to eat food outside of the house yeah i mean i think we have a pretty good understanding yeah. i mean we, we track and we know how much we would go over budget basically yeah right, <laughs> right. exactly yeah right and realizing like we, we set up these metrics that maybe are impossible <clears throat> but yes. required because yeah. it makes you so more aware of really things sure. it makes yeah. your it's on your mind to be like you're, you're being mindful about what you're spending mm-hmm. So even if you're going over your budgets, you're still like thinking about it and you're conscious of your decisions. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Well, and I remember you telling me just like a couple weeks into you being home full time. So when you were working, like Tim, your your mom would watch the kids one day a week. Tara, your parents Mm -hmm. watch them one day a week. Tim, you were home one day a week yeah. with them. Yeah, so I worked on Tuesday. I, yeah, I was with the kids on Tuesday. Right. So it was like a little bit of everything, and you would come home, and like the house would be a mess, maybe. Right, sure. mm-hmm. Or not because of Tim, but because like a grandparent, maybe. Grandparents are taking them out, doing fun things all day. Anyways, you were feeling like life was just chaotic. Mm-hmm. And so once you were home with the kids full time, it had only been a couple weeks, and I remember you saying to me, like, I feel like I've regained control of my home. 
mm-hmm. and my kids and like everything because they had a routine and were more responsive to you or like what do you think yeah, yeah totally I feel like in this transition we've regained in part a little bit of the way we want to live because you can kind of manage it every day Mm-hmm. Rather than managing it on Wednesday evening and Thursday morning and Saturday. Right. And also... When you have a pocket of time. Going back to the kids' psychology thing, kids really respond, and I've heard this before, but now I get to practice it, to the same pattern and the same rhythm and the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I always thought Vera could never do a quiet hour. Like, that could never happen. And now she's like, is it quiet time? It's yeah. amazing. Like, the fact that the patterns can be changed and also the patterns can be changed... When they're a little bit more predictable and become comfortable. And you can't do that when things are different every day. Right. So I think it might be different for people who like send their kids to childcare. Mm-hmm. That might be the same pattern, the same rhythm. That's yeah. not what we had. Totally. Because yeah, it was it was the same week by week, mostly. But the, but the but kids the were all to, over the place. The day-to-day was too, right. And yeah. they would always be like, what's today? Right. Who's, 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 who's watching today? us? Or? You. No. Granny and Pop. No. <laughs> Mommy? Yeah, Mommy's with you guys. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. Right, it was crazy. That's and it was a different set of rules. Right, everybody has different ways you know of doing that, things. I mean, you, you two have talked about how grandma and grandpa rules or grandma rules. I mean, it's they're spoiled. They There's do whatever no they rules. want. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, my mom cracks up about there was that meme that was going around where grandparents are like, and it's like just one little snack before you go home, and it's like a grandparent feeding this child like one of those giant kings, <laughs> like not even king size, like those like massive. <laughs> it's like grandparents are like just one little snack before you go home, and the kids like taking a bite of it. <laughs> well, then they come home and they have like the grandparent hangover, or they come home and they're like every coming, they're like coming down off of like being spoiled, mm-hmm. right? So if that's every other day, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. So you've been enjoying being at home. I mean, I think it for the most part. And well, what's right. interesting yeah. is then when you're at home, you kind of form new like ideas and creative outlets. And so I've been getting into cooking, mm-hmm. and then buying whichever ingredients I need to make this new thing. Right. So I'm buying like eight dollar cacao nibs, and so because <laughs> <laughs> I went to the Cambridge and Whole Foods, right. which is an amazing store, but maybe you know you for like two it. things, not like twenty items. So in being home, I'm still having this challenge of how do you stay within a budget and not spend money and also still be doing things you want to do. Not spending money is really hard, even if they aren't on... So hard. Yeah. Like, so if it's like a crafty thing and you want to knit, we have to buy the... Well, I don't know. I'm I'm still trying to figure this out. So where do you draw the line? You know... And also, like, how reasonable is the budget? How much does it matter? I don't know. I'd like to bring it back to the wisdom of the elders. <laughs> I guess it matters. Oh, wow. Okay, it matters. The wisdom of the elders. Oh. Yeah, because my childhood, I remember, well, we, we definitely were they didn't have a lot more of money. poor than, we, we didn't have much money. Right. There wasn't anything extra. Right. But we always did stuff. His mom we were always had them doing around. fun things like all the time. She would find. I think gas might have been cheap. Well, it definitely Because we were driving around a lot. She would find, like, any and every free right. activity, event thing to do. And we were doing fun things But all it was the like time. we were at libraries. We were doing things like that, right. which 
that stuff still exists, you it know? Does. Yeah. And you pay attention and you see it. Or we'd yeah. like, you know, we had yeah, a we, we, we had a friend duck named Charlie and we went and fed him once a week. Right. That's <laughs> awesome. Know? That's awesome. We'd go and we'd like spend an hour looking for Charlie. Yeah. We'd find Charlie and we'd just feed him for an hour. Yeah, right. Yeah. He loved the crust that we that we hated. And I actually right. prefer yeah. that and think it's super lovely compared to the over-stimulation and over-scheduling of activities that kind of exists For sure. nowadays. Mm-hmm. Um, did you have that growing up? Like, were you doing different activity every night of the week or, like, sports or... I was doing sports, but, I mean, my parents might have thought that it was wild, but, I mean, our summers and... Our summers were outside playing with our friends. Right. And... My brothers and I, Ned and I were close in age, so my middle brother and I, I'm the oldest, we loved sports, and we had kids on the block that loved sports, so we would organize pickup play. games of be baseball, playing. football, right. basketball, whatever. Yeah. yeah. And then when we got old enough, we could walk. At, at a certain point, my mom started letting us walk. I was probably like nine or ten, and Ned, that would make Ned six. And they would let let us walk down to uh, the baseball field where we could actually play on the baseball field like sometimes. The Sandlot. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Have your kids ever watched The Sandlot? We're, they might be a little young for it. it. You know, like I don't need them to learn how to call each other the names the Sandlot oh, yeah. kids call each yeah. other just yeah. yet. We watched it just this past year, I think. It's yeah. great, though. It's so good. It's great. When your kids enter into that level of like, okay, we don't have to just watch cartoons anymore, it's like so fun. Well, you like watch the what movies. they call family movies. Family movies. Yeah. We watched like The Goonies. We watched My Girl. We watched We watched Wild Hearts Can't Be Broken. Isn't My Girl sad? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Jesse and I were sobbing. We were sobbing. We were losing it. <laughs> we were like, and Maple was like getting teary eyed. Ruby's sitting there like unaffected. Is Macaulay Culkin in my yes. house? Yeah. He's yes. He's the one who dies. Yes. Yeah. It's, wow. it's terribly sad. But, wow. Wow. Um, that brings me back. What about the never ending story? So we haven't watched that one We yet. haven't. Did you yeah. two watch it when you were younger? I don't remember I'm, watching it until I was a teenager. I'm embarrassed I'm to sure. say I don't think I've ever seen it. Okay. What about now? I'm I'm a little bit older than you two, so maybe it's like generate like just a few years is enough sure, to change yeah. the movies, mm-hmm. right? Did you ever watch this? It was a movie called I think it was like The Flight of the Navigator. Yes. Did you watch that one? Yes. That was like one of my favorite movies when I was a kid. So weird. It's like about like a UFO, basically. Yeah. Kind of. Or like the kid is powering it. Did you something ever watch this? Did Flight you ever of the Navigator? The Navigator. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you watch Never Ending Story when you were little? Yeah, that one sounds familiar. Flight of the Navigator. Wait, how does this I think that might creep my kids out. Oh, I'm sorry. We got we got <laughs> no, sidetracked. Uh, side uh, you left and we Tara just, left the room and goes. we got sidetracked. Hey, Ella. Um, and sweet little Ella's here. And Are you tired and ready for bed? No, she shakes her head now. It is getting late. Mm-hmm. How's the chihuahuas going? I think they've saved the day, basically. Okay, so it's almost over. Yeah. Cool. Um... work with you guys so do you set up some kind of thing and track it and then actually choose not to do things because they do not fall within a monthly budget no, like how do you no. Actually we're never no. that strict oh. so we because we don't have a paycheck 
So our, way our, more our finances are really oh. complicated. So it's what a lot of people say, feast or famine. Mm. And and how do you lay up stores during feast? Or how do you We just save up. We, we try. With the exception of but, last year, because last year in building the addition was... Yeah. You have to just see. It was hard to keep track of where the money was going It was just all over the place. Yeah. But so we, when we're making a lot of money, we're busy. So we tend to like spend a lot on the things that it takes to maintain a busy lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah. I don't Um, don't really agree with that. I I think we tend to like make more exceptions. Yeah. Like you get more takeout. You're like, yeah, maybe, maybe instead of once a week going out to dinner, it's twice a week. We never do that. Like ever. This is my story. Okay, sorry, but we don't. <laughs> we don't. We don't ever do that. Do you? I mean, do I you do sneak that, lunches out or something? What are you talking about? Oh, I eat out all the time. Or, she packs me a lunch and I throw it in the trash. <laughs> I stop at Wawa and get myself a hoe. And I'm not talking shorty. You get a classic. <laughs> a classic. Really going for the splurge. Oh, full the classic. Soup and the chips. No, typically, typically we um when I'm. When I'm doing bookkeeping, I like once a month pay us an amount from our business account that we like need to like pay our bills and live off of. Owners draw. Yeah. They call it. That's what that's called. Owners, Owners withdraw. Draw. Owners pay. Um, that's what QuickBooks calls it. Well, so we end up in spots where we go on spending freezes. Mm. And that's... And that's where you're like trying to scrape old peanut butter off of the yeah. bottom of the table. That's spending like, freeze is like, freeze? like you think about every dollar you spend and whether or not you really need to spend that dollar. That's like when you're like, no, I'm not gonna get groceries. I'm not gonna month. sign Ruby up for that second session of valet because we don't have any money. Mm-hmm. Right. And then you feel really, really crappy because you're like, sorry, Ruby, you can't do ballet. You can't finish this like semester. And it feels horrible, mm. but you're like, they'll survive. It's fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's ballet and right. it's a privilege. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we typically, so January and February is our like feast or famine time. But if we've right. had a good year, which we generally do, we just plan for it. So we just like, you know, are setting money aside to like live off of when things are slow. Yeah. But... I don't know. We're not super strict, though. We're not strict anymore. At, there was a time when we kept a budget, and it was like... I was counting receipts every month. We had, like, $100 a month to go out to eat, and, like, you could decide, are you going to have, like, four cheaper meals, or are you going to have, like, two more expensive meals that month to go out? But then also our kids got older, and we were like... the. Going out to eat budget has to be $200. If you're eating out like once a week and you're feeding that many people and they're like eating full meals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So the like, kids got older and we made a little bit more money. Yeah. Because at that time we weren't making as much money. So it it started to change and then it wasn't like we kind of reassess. We didn't reassess. We kind of like, well, we can pay for things now. Right. Or we can at least pay for enough. Yeah. So we haven't quite got, gotten back to that point, but like when Maple was born, I think that year we made $20,000. Jesse got laid off from his job when Maple was like three months old. All right. And this was the, this is how you have experience with, you have experience with WIC and with welfare yeah. and how oh, yeah. complicated and dehumanizing Yes, those which we actually are. talk uh-huh. about. Um, That's right. 
Which, so this podcast yeah. should really be about universal basic income. Like, cut all of that stuff out. So and listen just to cut this. everybody $1,000. So I'm, I'm a little bit, I'm into universal basic income. Yeah. But. Tell me the but. I've recently heard some arguments about universal basic income. I don't even know what it is. Basically being a way, because, so I truly think that our government is built on a way of using Finding ways to prop up corporations. Right. Um, and universal basic income could be this way of circulating money right back up into those corporations because it's going to take government dollars. Right. Give it to people You're who need some universal basic income. What is universal basic income? Where everybody just makes the same amount of money or so something? So you're saying it'll depress wages. Like, like yep. corporations will pay people less because the government is giving guaranteed income to That's everybody. right. And that money is just going to go right back to those corporations. So they can not only pay people less, but they'll also get that money spent right back into their, sure. right back into their economic resources. Right. I think so instead, that's... it'd be great where any value that's added from new technology... A new, a new system, an invention that a actual human comes up with, that value that's added to that company gets spread to the people. Right. right Instead right. of saying that's we don't. Literally never going to happen. Well, I know, but I I can talk about the Let's way I it. want the world to be. There's this process of rebuilding it the world the way me, it should be. It just be. makes me sad to think about so, it because it's like never going to be. If you've way. come up with a well, technology it, where you don't need toll booth operators, you know what? You're still making all that money on all the tolls. So instead of letting go of all those toll booth operators, cut them in on it. You just, right. you, instead of replacing them, now you're saying like, we've gotten to a point in progress where like, we don't have to work as much, right. as hard. Yeah. So let's, let's make it so that people can still survive and not have to work as hard if we're right. that techno. And so this is one of the this is one of the things that um like I know people don't like Marx right like a lot of people in the United States don't like to talk about Marx yeah. right and they like, and they think that Marx is this like bogeyman or of like you know are you talking about Karl Marx yeah okay and so one of the things that's really interesting when you read Capital is that it's 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 he's basically trying to theorize the way capitalism works and so he's got one chapter that's a theory chapter. And then he'll intersperse those chapters with historical chapters where he's actually describing what's happening in England. Mm. So like he's got chapters where he's describing like bakers that are cutting their flour with dust, oh. with wood chips. Wow. Because industrialists in the wood chip factories are selling, selling them flour so they're able to make cheaper bread. So that they're able to cut down on their ingredient costs. Mm. right? And it basically just goes to show you that any time in the in the development of this once once people get alienated from the process of like I'm making a thing and I no longer get the value that comes from that thing yeah right like once that happens it basically it seems that there's a, a sort of like you're saying sort of a dehumanizing aspect to right. capitalist relationships mm. right. right and so when somebody so you would think the story has always been new technology should allow us this sort of freer future because it's gonna, we can actually work less. Right. Right? But now we have the most sophisticated technology and all of us are run ragged because yeah. our work never stops. Right. Right. 
our work now we're now our work is managing kids even further Mm -hmm. now our work is keeping up with social media at all times and oh you know why that's our work because corporations mine all the data that we use Mm. and they sell it to other people and that's where the actual value is getting created they're mining our value they're mining our value so all of your value gets gets taken away from you that's right yeah that's right so you have no way to provide value right I think that um that you need to have Tim come over and you guys need to record another episode. <laughs> no, I'm serious because you guys have these like, you guys have a lot of things to talk about. And I'm pretty sure Beverly Hills Chihuahua is over. About and the value of a, of a worker. Everyone's, everyone's going to turn back into a pumpkin pretty, pretty quickly. That's true. Here. The pumpkins are coming. Um, well, yeah. What else do we need? Like, keep us... How do we end? How do we... And uh, everything that comedy. Oh well, she what have I was a gonna. Sign off. I don't have a sign off yet. <laughs> yeah. Um, is there more that we? Is there more that we need? We need. There's. We. There's got to be more. Well, Talk no. About. I mean, I think that we should. I think that it's nine o'clock and we should take the children home. But um, I was just gonna say that the reason we were at your house right now is because we've been getting together every other Sunday yeah. to play music together. I don't play music, but I sit here and I sing badly. <laughs> And I play a shaker egg. And, um, huh? And finish with a song? Let's finish with a song. Oh, we could finish with a song. Yeah. That's a great idea. Do you want to you wanna do Imagine, Tuck? Oh. <laughs> um, sure. Or do you want to do Stand uh, By Me? Right, that one was a little easy. And it's been really great. And we have dinner together. And we invite other people sometimes. And it's just really, really nice. And you named it Sabbath Sunday. Yeah. Today. Today. Which is great. And there's a binder of songs. Yeah. Which is amazing. So. Yeah. Um, should we invite the children up? Or should we have a, <laughs> They sound like they're doing pretty good. Version yeah. of this. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Let's do that. Okay. They don't know these songs. Ella, do you want me to hold you? They need the binder. Can I have Can a snuggle? So sweet.
There's no indicator that there's another page? I mean, there is, but like, where is it actually recorded? I've never understood it. All right, yeah. peace out, listeners. Where's, oh, where's the PS? I think it's... Okay.